Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. All right, so today we are joined by D.D. Mavison. Am I saying that correct, D.D.? Close, Mevison. Mevis. Oh my God! See, I just you just <laughs> so uh, so so before we start, okay? You are Thai, correct? Correct. Oh, and you took me to that. What was that place that you set me up to go into? Lotus of Siam. Lotus. That was fantastic. Oh, awesome! Uh, you, you know, I'm in love with you now because I love Thai food, right? <laughs> I know you love Thai food everywhere you go. Right? Everywhere I go. In fact, I think I we're, uh, we're going to go. We're at the beach here. There's literally one Thai restaurant in the city. Uh, I'll, I'll go try it. Let's see. Why, why not? And then we yeah. went. To, you know, we went to Thailand over Christmas last year. It was unbelievable. I, I want to go again. The best time ever. Oh. You know, I have two weeks off in July. I'd like to go, but it was it's oh, it was hot. Honestly, it was hot in in December, so I can't imagine going in July. Yeah, you can't go during monsoon season. It's oh, hot. Yeah. So yeah. So I'll I'll find something else to do. So uh, so Didi, you're in Las Vegas. I am. So technically, are you in the, in Las Vegas? Or are you in Henderson? The office is in Las Vegas, but I live in Henderson. Okay. How but I was you, born and raised here. In where? In Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. Is that where all the Asians end up? I thought all the Asians end up in Vancouver and San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and Southern California. Six Asians in my class growing up. Six. So. Yes. That many? But now there's a lot more. A lot of Filipinos. Listen, I don't understand. Every black check dealer I have is Asian. (laughs) Do they not have have kids? (laughs) No, but back then, I mean, I grew up here. I was like Back then, how old are you? (laughs) How old are you, for God's sakes? Back then. Come on. Back then. (laughs) Come on, back then. You graduated high school like like in 97, 98, right? (laughs) 99. Yes. 99. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was out of dental school by then. So, uh, so yeah. So are you kidding me back then? All right. So, so let's, let's listen. Let's have some fun today. Um, okay. you know, I'm doing a series of podcasts on female dentist owners. I've been wanting to talk to you, not because you're female, uh, but I think that it'd be a good fit. Uh, so I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be totally sexist and focus on the female side of things, but I do want to address some of those things because I think there's a unique part of that in dentistry. Uh, and then I really, really love some of the things that you're doing in your practice. Uh, so I want to talk about those things as well, I, I think. So, so real quick, a couple of things. Um, uh, would you consider your, how long have you been out of school now? 10 years. 10 years. And yes. when did you start your practice? 
Um, about five and a half years ago. Okay, so what you 2011. Do? Okay, 2011. So. so, so for about four, four, four to five years. Uh, real briefly, what were you doing for those four to five years? I worked at my mentor's office. Okay, he's a dentist. I worked for him for that whole time. Yes. And why didn't you stay there? Well, uh, there were talks about me staying there. However, you know, it's always been in the back of my mind to to do my own thing and incorporate technology into my practice. He's a very old school, awesome, awesome dentist, great clinical skills, but he was more old school, you know, traditional film, paper charts, <laughs> things you know, like that. No okay, technology. So, so on a side note, okay, so uh, philosophically, okay, I think what you just said is so important on a couple of levels, okay? Number one, I think dentistry uh, in the 1990s, in the early 2000s, was very clinically based. In other words, your success was very much dependent on your clinical skills. And I think today, 2017 and moving forward, I would probably say 2012 moving forward, okay, dentistry is not just about clinical skills, but more about the environment in which you practice, more so than ever in our lives. And I think what I, I would say to the 40-year-old plus dentist is that if you do not get up with modern times, you are going to suffer at some point in time because I can't tell you how many younger people I've talked to that that make me look sad. And I'm pretty progressive for my age. So, uh, uh, my, my, for your age, you're I'm, very progressive. I'm 41. So, uh, you know, but my, and listen, I've been in practice 18 years now. So, um, uh, uh, so wow. yeah, so, you know, I'm pretty progressive for my length of service and practice. So, all right. So you worked for a mentor, uh, who was yep. very good clinically, maybe, and probably had a good practice, but just didn't Absolutely. have the environment that you wanted. Correct. All right. And were you married? When did you get married? Uh, I was, I got married, um, in 2009, two years okay. after dental school. So okay. I was married when I worked with him for a bit. Okay. But you know, I've always talked to my husband, hey, if I open my own office, do you want to come and help? And he's actually helping me. Okay. He's and actually helping run the whole thing. Give me your family makeup real quick. Uh, so so you, there's you. It's Michael, correct? Yes, Michael okay. is my husband. Um, I've got two But is that girls. his real name? Yes, Michael Cruz. Okay. And is your real name Dee Dee? <laughs> it's Ray with D. It's Thai. No one can say it. So, I can you say know, Ray with D. I can say Ray with yeah. D easily. So listen, but... So it's like, I knew your name wasn't Didi, by the way, okay? Because that's like when you meet an Indian person who's named Mike. It is not Mike, okay? And it's not Harry, okay? And very few people's Indian name is Paul, okay? So, yep, absolutely. So, okay. We make our own American names. Exactly. You have to, right? Way back then. All right. So yeah. your family makeup is a husband, wife, sorry, wife and husband, and kids? Two kids, six and two. Six and Girl. two. Okay, yeah. so so your practice has been open five years. So you even had a kid. Yes, I did. Uh, I had a six-month-old when I six opened month practice. Old. Okay, all right. Yeah. So so here are the facts, okay? The facts are 52% of graduates today are female. I heard. Okay, uh, so uh, talk to me about uh, – talk to me. I mean, listen, I, I mean, you're Asian. I'm Asian. We're from the better part of Asia, the subcontinent. <laughs> um, it's traditionally – Women haven't been the go-getters necessarily in family. And is that, would you say culturally that's pretty consistent for you as well? You know what? It is culturally. However, my mom was a single mom. Okay. So she worked her whole life and that's all I saw. But there's a difference. Does she own her own business? 
She did own her own business. Okay. Because there's a difference in working, okay, and owning your own business. Because when That's you own true. your own business, you have two jobs. One is yes, you're the you worker, okay, and then two, you're the owner. Exactly. Okay, so so what you know what I've been led to believe, and listen culturally, okay, totally stereotypical here. Uh, <laughs> my, our parents, Asian parents especially, would say dentistry is a wonderful profession for women because you can work less and you can pick kind of not work full time. Uh, so and still have a family, still have kids, right? Yeah, and, and that's true. But but and, and we see that probably a lot more. There's a lot more male dentist owners than females. So talk to right. me about that with you. Talk, talk to me about the mindset of, hey, I'm ready. To, I got a six-month-old, and I'm going to commit <laughs> to opening a practice. Um, it never really occurred to me that being a female and owning a practice was going to be a lot harder than a male because that's all I've known all my life with my mom. Um, she ran her business. I just knew you had to work hard to get what you wanted in life. And um, it didn't really occur to me, but... You know, it is a reality that I do have to take time off from maternity. It's hard. You know, I had a nurse in the office. That's it's, <laughs> it's very hard. It's just I just kind of stay in my own lane, do my own thing. It's never occurred to me that I got to work harder just because I'm female or I got to do things a little bit differently. But would you but, say that is true that you have to work harder because you're a female? No, I'm not going to talk about in the practice necessarily. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a mom, you right. know, I go home and I'm still mom. And no there's a difference in a dad home. and a mom, in my opinion, okay? There's a total difference in a dad and a mom. Number one, when you're young, a dad can't, you know, whip it out and feed your baby. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> Right. I mean, is that sexist for me to say? No, it's not. But you know what? It's the truth. It's reality. Because I'm working in the office. I'm the dentist, the doctor, the boss here. And then when I get home, I'm still mom. I can't just turn everything off and not take care of my kids, feed them, bathe them, you know, things like that. And they always want mom, especially the little one. Yeah, I'm so glad they always want mom to be quite honest <laughs> with you. Okay. All I'm right. like, go to daddy. No, I don't want daddy. Like, yeah, my on. kids, just, my, I purposely make my kids scared of me so they leave me alone so <laughs> I can do this kind of stuff. All right, so walk back to the real point. I'm going to try. Listen, you have such a great personality. I, I want to just go goof around with you. Um, so talk to me about. Um, the mindset. Okay. So, so you didn't know any better. It's always been a dream to own your own business. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it was important yeah. to you. So even if you had the opportunity to stay where you were at or even get into an unbelievable situation, you still wanted to be an owner. Um, not necessarily. I mean, if things worked out the way I wanted them to, I would have definitely stayed. Um, he was great. He's a great friend. I still talk to him all the time, but it was just not my vision. Okay. And how, okay. All right. That's fair. You know, so let's, let's talk, talk about your vision. Talk to me about your practice. Did you start, um, did you start scratch? Did you buy a practice? I, I started from scratch. Luckily it was 2011. Okay. The economy was terrible. Yeah. Um, I kind of found something like I've been looking for years and I found a dental practice that was abandoned bank. owned. So you found, you found a space that was already built. Yep. And only half the building was built, actually. So I actually have the opportunity to pick up the whole building. So that was extremely attractive to me. You know, owning the real estate, that's what I wanted to do. So I started from scratch, basically. But my mentor, he was awesome. He let me have my own patients. So those five years working there, I brought some of those patients over. Oh, wow. Um, it wasn't well, a whole bunch. How, how many? 10, 20, 30, 100? Mm. 
maybe maybe 150 200 okay so but not everybody came sure I mean, so so it's not like you came over with the practice i mean yeah, yeah. but i mean those patients i built up from scratch too sure. basically i kind of used his space and advertised myself and you know things like that so, so talk to me about that what do you mean by that you used his space what do you mean in your mind what does advertise yourself mean i went out there and talk to patients, talk to people, told friends that I was working here, you know, come and see me kind of thing. So um, you're, pro, you're a proactive associate. I was. I wasn't really an associate, though, because I basically just, yeah, I gave them a percentage of whatever I made, but it wasn't like I had to come on certain hours and do certain things. So you're a true independent contractor? Yes. Okay, did you I pay was. them rent, essentially? Basically, yes. So you owned your own practice in a way? Uh-huh. Okay. Within his practice. Okay, so that's fair. Did he do did you get any of his patients? No, no. It was basically separate. He okay. was so established. Okay, I got you. So basically you used his space to develop your initial practice. Exactly. I got you. That's fair. But it was but in the sense that it wasn't your real practice because not everybody came to you when you moved. Correct. Okay. So some stayed with him. Okay. But he he made me do my own insurance billing. I called and confirmed all my own patients. I scheduled. I did everything. Oh, so, so you learned a lot there. So, I mean, you I learned did. how to run a practice. Okay. I did. So, when, you know, was, when I walked well, into your practice, how long ago was that? Three years ago? Yeah, I think yeah. so. We did, um, a live, we did the live surgery. Uh, yeah. Okay. 30. So, yeah. So, so that was uh, September of August to September of a few years, three years back, I think it was. I walked into your practice and it made me feel bad. I mean, I have a beautiful practice, but it made me, there was a, there was a vibrancy about your place. And Thank so you. talk to me about your vision. What, what do you, what, what is your, what's unique about, how do I explain, let you explain to people what okay. makes your practice unique. It's not the dentistry. Uh, I mean, I, look, you're, not, you're a wonderful clinician, but we're all wonderful clinicians. Okay. But, it's really not the dentistry. Um, it's really the experience once you walk in, like you said, the vibe that goes on here. We purposely did everything in this office to attract a certain type of patient. And what, what is it? Define type. a certain type. What is that? Um, a, you know, a young professional, people who actually value their oral health and value technology. So, you know, you saw the colors. I mean, we wanted to attract, I don't know, I guess. I mean, I would have done like orange us. personally, but that's just me. <laughs> that's just you. Well, you know, even to the amenities that I have, I have phone chargers, I have like luxury lotions in the bathroom, things like that. And you think it that's just, because you're a woman? Or a mom? Could, Not even be a woman. Let's say that. Is that because you're a mom? Possibly, yes. I want to accommodate to people. I'm always, you know, looking to um, make them feel good and comfortable. Wait, Ray, with you. Okay, let's be more. Uh, <laughs> let's be more specific. When you say you have phone chargers, what do you mean? Like charging stations like for every, in every operatory. Uh, we have them in the operatories, but we also have them in the waiting room. And then you have, you know, TVs, movies. I have coffee. I would love to have wine one day. Yeah, don't don't, don't get into that. Okay, <laughs> it might be gone by the time the day's yeah, over. Exactly. But, okay. So, what else do you have that makes you unique? I I, I remember seeing like a uh, a thing of blankets or a thing of headphones that people could pick from. We do, um, we do have blankets, headphones, pillows. We also have patient safety glasses that are like funky and fun for a patient to just choose instead of the, the plain. So you, know, you let them choose on the way back. Yeah. Okay. So yep. where, where do you get these things from? I don't know. I'm just, you know, little things. I'm always 
researching. I'm always online. So is my husband. He's always looking into things. Even when we go to a restaurant, I'm like, oh, we should put purse hooks in our operatory. Because that's what they do at the restaurants. You know, that's Fish a hooks? good idea. Purse hooks. Purse hooks, hooks for the okay. purses, yeah, yeah. bags and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I would never think about that. I mean, I keep my purse in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, little things like that um, that make it a comfortable place. So it doesn't feel like you're at the dental office. How many of your patients use your phone chargers? A lot. A lot. It's yeah. interesting. And we have it, a we have a computer outside for them to just play on too. So it's yeah. like, you know, we have iPads everywhere. They can use the iPad. What um, do you use the iPads in your office for? Well, a lot of it for consent forms, um, financing applications, but also for patients to play on. Okay. All right, I want to come back to the consent forms and stuff a little bit later. All right, the other thing that really impressed me, and three years, I said to myself three years ago, I'm going to implement this, and three years later, I still have not, is you have the care package that you send your patients home with for, oh, certain, yeah. for certain procedures. Yes, and I customize them. So, I mean, I get to know my patients. So when I do like an implant or some big procedure on them, I always have a care package for them to go home. Um, like say they do an all on four. I would pack them soup a bunch of water, um, ice packs, cozy, comfy socks, or whatever I know the patient likes, I put it in there just to kind of comfort them and make it easy for them to go home and not have to worry about what am I going to eat for dinner, you know? Just have it all ready. I also put a bunch of explanations of, you know, the procedure and what to expect after the procedure, things like that. Do you share these on your website, or can we share them with our listeners? Uh, yeah. You sure? Yeah, I I don't want to put you on the spot, but I did. No, but, you no, know. That's absolutely fine. Yes, you can absolutely share. I am actually big on sharing. I feel like it's dentistry is a profession where not much of it, you know, there's not a lot of camaraderie, not a lot of people sharing with each other. I feel like people are very competitive against each other. So I like to share. I really don't mind. All right, so make sure you send me some pictures of these things, okay, if you don't <laughs> mind. So I can you put them on Facebook, too. I put some up on <clears throat> So where is your Facebook at? So I know I know where it is, but let's let our listeners know. It's D for dentist, D-E-E-F-O-R dentist. Okay. And that's your practice name, isn't it? It is. Very it different. Is. I know. People are like, what's D for dentist? And then they meet me and they're like, okay, so you're D. I'm like, yep. <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, okay. All right. So talk to me about what do you do? At, what, okay. If I'm a patient in your practice, what can I get done from you? What can I get done in your practice? Like procedure-wise? Yes, absolutely. Procedure-wise. Um. Basically, I do it all. I okay. do implants. So, okay, do- so, okay, so define it all for me, okay? <laughs> um, well, we have CEREC. We do cone beam. Um, I plan all my implants guided if possible. If not, you know, things happen, then I have to do it unguided. But I try to plan for it. It's a lot more predictable. Um, I have Invisalign. I have the iTero. Um, I do, yeah. Soft tissue grafting? Um, I do some, not some. a lot. I really want to learn how to do the pinhole. Okay. Or, I or, think that would or, be- or let me uh, suggest the gumdrop to you. Uh, the from, gumdrop? Uh, D- Delia Tuttle. Uh, okay. T-U-T-T-L-E. Uh, she's, she's doing a similar procedure called the gumdrop technique. It's uh, A, the course is a little less expensive. Uh, and uh, she's much more, uh, I, I got to be careful. Uh, she's, uh, you should, I just want you to, I want you to take a look okay. at it. Okay. I will look into it. Uh, so uh, gumdroptechnique.com, I think it is. Um, okay. And uh, so, yeah, okay. What about orthodontics? Are you doing orthodontics? I do ortho. Yeah, I do a lot of Invisalign. I like, but I don't do traditional brackets. I just don't like it. Okay, what about, um, what about adolescents? I do some. Not some. a ton, but I do do some, yeah. Okay, all right. All right, so, 
what, what can I not get done? What about third molars? I do third molars. Um, I just don't do fully impacted third molars, and I don't do sedation. Those okay. are the two things I don't. Not even oral sedation. I do oral sedation, just not. So um, well, okay. So why would you say I don't do sedation when you do oral sedation? I, I do oral sedation, but yeah, I just I'm thinking general anesthesia. I don't do any of that. No, but um, very few dentists do general anesthesia. Yeah, I don't like that. Too okay. too much for me. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, basically, I can get a lot of procedures, and you know what's interesting is. It's very interesting. So as I interview uh, everyday dentists, okay, uh, when they're 45 plus, their mm-hmm. scope of practice is significantly <laughs> limited uh, than my, my younger dentists. And um, it's interesting. I think there's a direct correlation between how well a practice does and also how happy a practice is in term based on the, the number of procedures they provide. Uh, I find that dentists who don't love dentistry essentially do restorative dentistry only. Uh, yes. And I think the dentists that love dentistry or end up loving dentistry or really love what they do uh, end up doing lots of different things. And, you know, I'm always looking to grow. I'm always okay. doing classes and flying all over the place. And, you How know, do you balance all this? You. I, I don't know. And you know what? Honestly, I need to balance it better. I'm not very good at it. I barely see my kids. Um, luckily, I have grandparents, like my mom and his family here watching them. But so they live there I, in Las Vegas? They do. His parents okay. live here and my mom lives here. So I need to balance it better. That's what I'm trying to work on. I need more time with the kids, more family time. Um, it's hard. I work so much. It's hard. You know how it is. So... Talk to me about your CE that you've taken or taking. I mean, what's okay? Let me let me ask you this: What's been okay. what's been the most important CE that you've taken so far? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants, but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, let's get back to this week's episode. I've got two, okay? okay perfect. Um, fear. Which one? I do a lot of fear. Facially generate. I'm actually doing the workshop this coming weekend. Okay, the the Um, five thousand dollar workshop. Okay, great. Yes, yes, that one. And um, Invisalign reengage. What is that? 
Um, it's taught by David Galler. He is one of Invisalign's top providers. And he has really um, put a spin on the way I look at Invisalign and how what how to treat the patient, how to convince the patient, and how to be confident in is my... Is this a lecture, workshop, a lecture program? There's lecture and hands-on. Okay. So it's it's a, I think, a two-day course. Um, it was like, it was here in Vegas because I've been wanting to take it and he came here. So I was like, oh my oh, God. Oh, see, he's so easy for you. You're in Vegas. All <laughs> I in know. Vegas. Everyone wants to come here. Yeah, so. okay. But yeah, he's really um, allowed me to do a lot more in this one. Okay. It's really made a huge impact on me. So, okay, that's good. So it, what is that a call again? Re-engage. Invisalign Re-engage by who is it again? David Galler. G-A-L-L-E-R. He's out of um, Manhattan, New York. Manhattan, New York. Yeah. Well, that's where all the smart people are. In New I York. know. In New York City. All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's awesome. All right. So so t- talk to me some more. What, what you know? Uh, what else is going on in your practice? I mean, how are you growing? Talk to me about your marketing, uh, for God's sakes. You know what? Honestly, we don't do any external marketing. We don't okay, do that's, any that's, B, that's BS. Okay, you do blogs. <laughs> you do face. You do Facebook. Facebook's external marketing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you, do write, you write. You write. You write a regular blog on your practice, correct? I do. I okay. do. So how do you um, consider that? Uh, Facebook. Instagram, but that's, you know, that's external marketing. Okay. Okay. But I don't spend money on it. Nobody said that marketing (laughs) has to cost money. Okay. That's true. That's true. Let's be be more specific about that. Okay. Because I think, um, and I've been slow to adopt this a little bit on my practice side. I've been very good about adopting this on my second business, my lecture and education business. Uh, but I haven't been very good about adopting this in my practice. So what, what, let's, let's, um, give yourself more credit. Okay. And talk to me (laughs) about, um, what are you doing to promote your practice? Well, you know, honestly, I'm just, I post like things that happen in the office, funny things. We're a little inappropriate sometimes. So we all post things like that. Yeah, but that's, Um, that's your culture of your practice and that's your, that's that's your personality. Okay. And that's fair. We're a fun practice and we're, we're really ourselves on social media. And who does it? Um, So do you do it? Somebody in your office do it? External company um, does it? I do it and my husband Mike does it. We both do it. How often? He does most of it. Every day, multiple times a day? We try to do it at least once a week. Um, If we can do every day, that would be great. But, you know, time never allows for it. But okay. yeah, we will post here and there at least once a week. On on social media channels. On social media and blogs, we try to update, mm, I mean, monthly, but I would love to do more. Okay. And talk to me about blogs. I mean, what, what are you writing about? Oh, anything and everything. Um, we'll talk about like our care package. It's on my blog, my implant care package, things that I give to the patients. Um, I also talk about you know, trends in dentistry, new things, things that we do a little bit differently here than, you know, what you can find coming into our office versus another place or just fun stuff. Okay. A lot of fun stuff. All right. And what, what are your response from your patients on some of these things? They love it. They comment all the time. Um, so you notice the green in my office, right? right? And my logo's green and all that. So I saw a green Lamborghini driving down the street. I saw that the other day, yeah. <laughs> And I said, you know, posted, if you see it as Green Lamborghini, it's officially the D for Dennis Mobile. Scream, I love the D at it. And I got a bunch of funny comments and people personally commented on it and stuff like that. It was great. It's just engaging the patients, 
existing or new patients? Both. Yeah. I mean, if they find our stuff funny, they might feel a little bit more relaxed. Um, They're like, oh, look at these people. They're like real human beings. They're not like uptight dentists. It's interesting you say that. That, I bet you that's probably (laughs) the most common response you get from your new patients is that they chose you because you're just, you're not, you're open. I mean, you're, 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 you know, it's fun, you know? Yeah. uh, And it's a fun vibe in here too. And it's comfortable. Like my team does an awesome job. They're always goofing around, but I'm like, Hey, get back to work. You know, but they, they know I'm just messing around with them, but I never really have to tell them to get back to work because they enjoy work. And And let's talk about your team now. How many team members do you have? I have seven. Okay. Um, Including Michael. And well, I think eight, including Michael. What about, is that including um, you? Hold on, let me see. So me, Mike, I've got two girls in the front, um, two hygienists, and then two assistants. So, yeah, Six. that's including all of us, okay. right? Yeah. That's yeah. eight. <laughs> that's eight, including both of you. Okay. Yeah. And, um, okay, keep going. They're great. Actually, they they get together real good. Um, the vibe is awesome. And they're just a really good team. Like, they really adapted to the culture that I've, you know, try to have here at this office. Okay. That's awesome. Well, that's good. And uh, so, so talk to me about how many hours, what do you open? Three days a week, five days a week? You know, we're four right now, Monday through Thursday. I'd love to be open more if, you know, I can, I'm looking for an associate right now. So if I can get somebody in here to help me. I'm not your best person on associate help. Okay. (laughs) 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 I've struggled in that arena. Um, Yeah. But uh, I'm sure everybody does. And you know, it's hard. I think part of me thinks you're going to struggle initially on it because you okay. have a very specific vibe and personality. And that yeah. is, that is not necessarily commonplace in dentistry. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, I, th- I think that'll be a biggest challenge I should say, uh, okay. in, in that. And I, I think my advice to you, because our office has that, that I call it the unprofessional vibe, um, because <laughs> we're not stuck up, right. We're, yeah, very, yeah. very, just very honest with people, right? And right. Uh, so I think um, my suggestion to you is uh, do not let anybody come in that doesn't have some some half of a personality. I think it'll right. it'll, it'll bring everybody else down, or it'll create a a uh, rift that that you just don't need or want. So. So yeah, don't. But it's uh, hard. It's hard to find good help in dentistry. It's hard to find good help in anything. Okay. True. Uh, you know, well, with, listen. When you're passionate about what you do, uh, when you love what you do, when you're so invested in your practice, and it's your baby, right? I mean, it's your it third, it's your third child. Okay. Yep. So, um, so, so you treat it it's as such. To, yeah. I mean, and you care so much. I don't want to, you know, micromanage. I hate that, but you care so much that you feel like you need to look over the sh- their shoulders and kind of watch every move that they make. Oh, don't upset that patient. That's a good patient of mine. You know, things like that. It's really hard. Just kind of step back and let somebody else go into your space like that. And so, so everybody other than your husband is a female in your practice. Yes. What's that dynamic like? You know, it's been okay. Um, I think with him here, the drama is a little bit more, you know, it's less, it's, it's more calm. Um, but you know, they respect him. He does, awesome he's always trying to develop but i I was more thinking like um 
what I've heard, okay, again, I'm going to be absolutely stereotypical here. I'm going to say that every female I interview, I'm going to say this, okay, the stereotypical okay. part. But but what I've heard is that female dentists typically don't get along with team members. Like when we're looking for associates, the first thing I say with my team members, like, you know, I'd like to bring a female dentist in. And they have this look to them, like, you know, like, oh, my God, maybe yeah, not, right? Like, oh, so Is so, she going to be in one of those moods? Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm not like that. So I don't expect any of that from my team members. If any of my team members are like that, you know, we check each other. Hey, what's up with you today? Why are you so moody today? What's up with your attitude? Um, you know, and everybody has an off day. I understand that, but the dynamics is fun. We don't, it's like I hang out with my friends all day. That's really what it is. We just all have fun and it's people I like. I won't hire you. I'll fire you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here, bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course, it's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. <laughs> you know, it's a, my, you know, I think there's an important saying, your success is not about who you hire, it's honestly about who you fire. Um, because at the end of the day, you don't know what you're hiring to a certain degree. It's exactly. like when you go on your first couple of dates, the person can be a serial killer, <laughs> you just don't know it. Um you find out the real person two, three, four months in and in and, and dentistry, and I'm very guilty of this. I hold on to people about six to nine months too long. And um, it's I think you know, it's, it's more about who you fire than anything else. That is true. But I am just blessed. Like I empower them to do what they well, want to do talk about that, in their career. How do you, how do you like, empower them? Okay. You know, um, my front desk girl, she teaches medical billing for Patterson. Okay. I mean, my, I'm a CERG trainer, so my assistant has picked it up. She's loved it so much. She's gone with me to Spear and, I mean, uh, CERG doctors, but now she's the trainer for the assistants. In the Vegas so, area. Yeah. So when I go train a doctor, she trains their assistant. It's been amazing. They have really embraced the culture here by, because we're empowering them to go do these things. I take them with me to every CE I can. And then they come up to me, hey, there's a CE I heard about. Can I take this class? Sure, absolutely. I let them do whatever 
CE they want to do. But they take the initiative as well on wanting to. Yes, How they do, do. So is there anything you've done, you think, to create a culture that does that? Because many dentists will tell you that they wish. I mean, I, look, I, <laughs> I'm like you. I have people like that in my practice. Um, but, awesome. But, uh, but, but I would like more of it. But has there anything you've done to create that culture? Um, I think just maybe leading the way for them, you know, always wanting to learn and be better and never settling for just okay. I think uh, they've kind of picked that up and I appreciate them. I always show them appreciation. Um, I do things for them all the time. Okay, let's be specific, okay? Because I would say, uh, uh, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by you show them appreciation? Give me some, give me some good examples. I always say thank you. Um, or I'll acknowledge if someone did a great job that day, he'll be like, Hey, you did an amazing job today. Good job on that patient. Um, I also bought them all Tiffany's necklaces last week because they did an amazing job. I set a goal for them. They all hit it and they went above and beyond. So how much does a so Tiffany's necklace cost? About 200 bucks each. Okay. Okay. You so know, things times like that. six people essentially, right? Yes. I'm assuming you didn't buy Michael one. No, but I bought one for myself. So. Well, that's a given. Okay, that's a yeah. given. Okay, all right. I know, poor Mike. Um, but and then we're taking them to California next week. We're closing the office down for a week, taking them to just go hang out at a beach house, just relax. I got a private chef for the week. We're just gonna chill. So, what kind, what kind of money are you spending on something like that? Um, about ten G's. Okay. Well, that's, don't be embarrassed by it. Be proud. Yeah. They why deserve why, it. why are you are, embarrassed by that? Why do you say that with trepidation? Well, because that's a lot of money, you know. And being Asian, man, I worked hard for that money. Listen, I would. It's hard. You'd but, never spend that on yourself. I know. I would never spend that on myself. You're right. And they they deserve it, though. I appreciate them so much. They're so awesome. Now they you don't really- do this just because they're good people. There, there is. It's a matter of your business has to be successful for this. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. And if I don't have them, how am I going to run this business? No, but but let's be, what I mean more by that is, is in other words, okay, let's say they're great. They work hard, but you don't hit your numbers. You can't do these kind of things. Correct. 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 So, so, so how far in advance do you set these types of targets for them? For them for this Um, California vacation. Okay. Okay. So I don't, I don't want you to, if you want to be specific, you can be, but you don't have to be. What kind of target do you set to earn uh, or that type of, uh, that type of, uh, amenity, let's call it. <laughs> well, we do annual planning every year. So okay. in November for the next year, following year, we sit down and we plan. This is as, the whole team. This is, as a whole team. This is my goal. What do you guys think we need to do to hit these goals? Let's write them all down. Let's set dates for each thing. And if we hit them, this is what we're going to do. So, you know, they've been there's some months that are a little off. Wait, where do you do this annual planning at? Um, we actually are part of Fortune, so we do it with Fortune. But then we come back to the office, and then we talk more about it. We have a team meeting every week. Are you going to the Platinum meeting this year? I went to it in Cabo just recently in April. Um, I'm not going to the one in Florida, though. I'll be there at that one. Oh, man. Yeah, we should. yeah. you could have cooked me some that. Thai food. Yeah. <laughs> you could have bought me some Thai food. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I could. I could certainly do that. Okay. Without going into great, great detail, but let's be somewhat specific on your annual meeting. Uh, where, where did okay. you start this from? How did you learn about it? And what kind of give me who leads it and what's the structure of that? Okay. Um, we go through fortune management for that. 
So in November, we plan for the following, the next year. Um, we set a goal. I like to do about, you know, 20, 30% better than I did this year. So I'll set a goal, say, you know, and then we reverse it. We, we say, how much do we need to do a month? How much do we need to do a week? How much do we need to do a day? And from there, that's how I look at it. That's how I focus on it. Um, I always refer back to those numbers. And I use Dental Intel or some, some sort of metric software that really dials down and lets me see all the numbers. And I look at it daily. We go over it in our morning huddle. We say, hey, guys, this is our goal today. We're a little bit below goal. Where can we find opportunities? Um, and then for the week, we do the same thing. Any big cases we can fit in this week? Can you guys, you know, do you think we can move some patients around here and fit it in there? Things like that. Okay. All right. And, and so far, have you, have you hit your goals every year? Um, so far, yes. It's been amazing. Okay. And the team's really embraced it. So they, they're the ones that are looking at it because you know what? Their bonus is based on um, stuff like that. I, I compensate them pretty well with their bonus plan. So talk to so, me about that. Um, give me the skeleton. Like, what's the basic structure of your bonus okay. system? So say, for example, um, I know payroll is going to be about 25% of my overall collection. Okay. So right? you set for that. So you set for 25%. So you probably set your yeah. BAM based on over employee overhead being 25%. Correct. Okay. Now, if they make anything over uh, what was expected of that, they get to keep that percentage, the difference there. So okay. I guarantee them 25%, no matter what. And you do that on the rolling average probably? Because yes, I do it three-month rolling average. Okay. Yeah, so you're doing essentially what we do. The only difference there is 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 I set my uh, uh, team compensation, total compensation uh, goal at 25%, and then we uh, split the pot at 20% of every dollar amount over that. I see. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we do the same thing. It's And they love it. They're getting huge bonus checks. They love it. And when you say huge bonus checks, you, what's a typical? Not, don't, give me, don't give me an atypical. Give me a... Average, like, ha kind of bonus check for um, each team member. They've been doing on average about a thousand dollars per every month. Every month, each. Well, each, yes, each. Okay. Every month, they've been doing really good. They love it. All right, that's good. That's that's very good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I gotta. I gotta. I'm not quite there yet. So, yes, uh, you are. I bet you. Our, our team's <laughs> averaging about this year about three to four hundred bucks per month. Uh, so, so maybe you need to look at you know some numbers and yeah, get them. No, a I mean, I want it. I, I want it to be unlimited amount for them. I just got to figure yeah. out what I got to do. Well, a, I don't want to work that much more. So that's part of the right, problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? What the awesome thing is, it's unlimited for them. Like you said, yeah. they can. Their earning potential is anything they want it to be as long as they know they're going to put in the work we've hit our number every day every month this year so far the key will be june and july because right. I'm, I'm working five days in june no sorry eight, uh, eight seven seven or eight days in june and five days in july for the whole month for the oh whole month Lord. yeah oh my gosh so if they well, can, for us if they yeah, can they're hit gonna... the numbers <laughs> if they can hit our numbers in, every in day. June, july i mean it's going to be Unbelievable. But, you know, here's the beauty of it on a side note, okay? We've set up systems in our practice, not systems, okay? We've set up a business model in our practice that allows them potentially to hit their numbers 
uh, with me being gone so much because a we have an associate, so the practice is open, and and we we have a lot of auxiliary driven procedures like medical billing, like like sleep apnea therapy, things that that can be done while I'm not there. Uh, and Invisalign, for example, you know, legally they need a dentist in the office, but I mean, those are auxiliary driven procedures. So in right. theory, they can still start and get these things done without me being there. And for like Invisalign, I can remote in and do a, a clean check while I'm yeah. gone. You know, uh, uh, let's say an implant plan, you know, I can remote in and do some of those things while I'm gone. Uh, uh, because you know, it, it, there's internet everywhere in the world now. Exactly. And it's awesome. It's so convenient, you know, especially if you already have all the images, everything plant like merged together. All oh, you yeah. Have to do the team does stuff. that. I mean, they, they, they see that they know how to do all of that stuff. So that way wow. I can do it remotely. That's great. You should do the surgery remotely with robotics now. Oh, listen, I, 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 we're going to be doing we actually are going to be doing that, uh, not remotely, but we're working with a robotics company on That's that. That's awesome. So you'll have to let me know about that. That's awesome. I will. I will. Yeah. So, so what are the one or two pieces of advice you can give someone to our listeners that would make them more successful? Um, I think, you know what plan a lot of planning. I do a lot of planning, a lot of research. Um, when I first opened my office, I, I researched everything. I knew how much it was going to cost me to run the practice daily and weekly and monthly. Um, I asked for help from friends to help me, you know, if I had a friend that was an expert in something, I'd ask them like, Hey, what are the numbers on this? And, you know, it's just really have a business plan, have a plan, just be prepared. Um, people go in a lot of people willy nilly and not even know what to expect. And then they see all this stuff and they're overwhelmed. They can't handle it. Um, another thing is I would say build a really strong culture with your team, with your office, and be true to it. Stick to it. Don't veer from it. It's essential. Okay. All right. That's awesome. And then how do you structure your practice day? You said earlier it starts with the morning meeting. Yeah. We, we always start with the morning meeting, a huddle, and then um, we go from there. I really love more structure in my day. That's something I'm really working on. Um. Maybe, you know, we're trying to change our scheduling method right now and switch over to block scheduling, mm-hmm. but the team has a fear. I don't know what it is. It's, uh, it's not, no, it's not a fear. There's not a fear, <laughs> fear Dee. Let me tell you what the problem with block. I love block scheduling. Okay. I'm a firm okay. believer and proponent of it, but, but it's a team driven process. The teams yes. have a hard time saying no to patients. That's what it is. It's, they, it's, they always say, well, you know, it's open. Yeah, so let's just put yeah. the patient in. They have no. a hard time saying no that it's going to be four weeks before we can do a filling. Uh, yeah. And, and, and a lot of times patients, are, you know, they're, they're looking at this computer screen as well. And they're like, why can't we come in there? Right. So. Right. You're like, no, 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 that's not for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, but you know what? Before in the past, I used to just say, let's try it. Now it's like, I'm going to do it. So no more trying. We're just going to switch. We're just going to do it. We have to be firm on this because. I need more structure in my day. I need to be able to plan my day out a little bit better. So let me ask you this. What, what, what one piece of, okay. So I, I break technology and dentistry into big things and then little uh-huh. things, big things okay. being like capital equipment purchases. Okay. And little okay. things being like little apps, you know, these, these $50, $100, $200 or even free things uh, that you can implement into your practice. Uh, give me an example of a practice technology, a capital equipment that you don't think you could practice without. My Okay. Why? Thinking, 
I think uh, it's a no-brainer for me. I, I can't live without my Sarek. I do Sarek all day, every day. It's just... I love it. I love how fast. I love how efficient and fun and it really I, is. Like, well, I would say that it fits your the demographic that you're bringing in. You're, you're after yes. professionals. They don't want to come back a second time. Exactly. And I would yeah. actually, actually I would hard to mend my statement. I would say it's just human beings in general don't want to come back a second time. If given the Everybody choice, if you yeah. if given the choice, patients would always choose for single visit treatment. Exactly. And patients tell me how much they love it. They're like, oh, my gosh, I can't even believe you do it right here. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a big difference from what dentistry used to be. It's so much fun. And then um, what about a small piece of technology? Huh, small piece of technology. That, that would be something like Dental Intel or, yeah. you know, some like app, the like consent app or something like that, you know, you know, Revenue um, Well or something along those lines uh, that you're using that, uh, that, that you would love to share with people. Well, yeah, my iPads are full of consent forms, every single consent forms, visual aids. I use that for everything. And my, um, it's, I just use it like Dropbox. It just drops into the box and we put it straight into the patient's folder. Like okay. file. So it's not necessarily an integrated process. Right. It's not. I just kind of did it myself. Okay. Well, actually, it did. Yeah. yeah. So, so you should look at a program called NLIVE, E-N-L-I-V-E. Uh, it, okay. in, it integrates with most practice. And that's for consent forms. Yeah, it integrates with more, most practice management okay. systems. And uh, so okay. so I, I believe we're using it, but I like I don't use it personally, right? The team does. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. my understanding is you can fill out, patients can fill out their paperwork and do consents mm-hmm. and it automatically shows up in your practice management system. Great. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, it costs like 80 bucks a month or whatever, but something like that. So, you know, yeah. but all these little things, man, if... If it makes sense, it's great. But you just don't want to have a scanning. Up. You don't want to have a scanning pile. You know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I don't have a scan. Everything just goes into a box. But yes, I do not want that. We're we're paperless. You know, everything's done online or through iPads, consent forms. It's it's actually Go forms that I use. So it just goes right into my box. But yes, I will look into that. Thank you. Yeah. So, so let's talk about, uh, let's, so we got about five or six minutes left here. Okay. Okay. Uh, what are, what are some of your goals that you want to achieve? Like where, 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 where do you need, I mean, what do you want to accomplish? What's next um, for you? I would love to have like a multi-specialty office, everything under one roof, like a Mayo clinic, but for dental, I would love to have that. Um, and focus on the patient, the patient experience and, what we can do for the patients and just make it all about them to feel comfortable and in good hands. I would that's love awesome. to do that. So that's probably a longer term goal, right? Yeah, but you know, I'm going to make it happen sooner than later. Okay. It's going to happen soon. So, okay. <laughs> I got big dreams. You got to be bold. That's what I always say. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I hope I want you to keep us surprised on that. So, um, okay. where, where do you need, where do you need to focus on more in your practice? Um, I, I really think scheduling and learning how to, you know, make my day a little bit more smooth because a lot of times I'll work through lunch and, mm. you know, that's not great. No. But, um, and I think, I think hygiene recall, um, Vegas is, it's very transient, but you know, I'm sure a lot of other cities are too, but people come here for a little bit and then they leave. And then, you know, we really need to focus on hygiene recall. I don't really have a, a big issue with new patient acquisition, but I need to retain those patients. Um, I, I just want to focus more on stuff like that. Little things. 
but well, they make a big difference. You know, and a lot of that uh, certainly is you can leverage some of the technologies like RevenueL, Smiley Mind, and yep. different programs like that. Uh, what I would tell you on the scheduling side of things, um, you you have you've got to um, you've got to plan out your ideal day. Uh, and yes. and what I will tell you is that you need to make fillings a smaller part of your day and start pushing those out a little bit uh, so that you have more time available for some of the bigger procedures that you're doing and so that you're not as rushed throughout the day because you're checking to hygienists yeah. you know, and all of those things. So you can't have as many fillings per day. And what you'll find is that you'll be more productive as well. Uh, so, so so what do you say to your patients when you say, hey, I got to push you out about four or five weeks filling? You just tell them. That. Yeah. To say I have nothing available, we'll have to. Yeah. I mean, if something opens up, we can always bring. Yeah, it back of course, in. absolutely. So you know, but, the, the the fundamental concept with block scheduling is is that you stay sacred to your blocks for three right. days prior, and then at three days you start filling the schedule. So, for example, I'll tell my patients, "Hey, you know, right now, uh, I, if you want a filling with me right now, we're booking into August September for that." Okay, you still do fillings yourself? I do one filling a day. <laughs> one filling a day. All I'm right. allowed one filling a day. I so, hate filling. <laughs> uh, so, so my question is, then why do you schedule so many of them? Yeah, I don't know. But so stop. So start, start saying, yeah, hey, I'm willing to do one in the morning and one in the afternoon. I mean, okay. and, and at some point you're going to push people out too far and you'll have to adjust it a little bit. Okay. Okay. But at the end of the day, if you're still filling your schedule with other procedures – then maybe you don't need some of those patients who only need fillings, or maybe you can right. get get to your associate faster uh, exactly. that way. Okay. So ultimately, you you've got to make your day what you want, plan your ideal day, and that's what block scheduling is about. It's about making consistent, even days based on what you want and based on the times you want them. Like I want to do my sedations and surgeries first thing in the morning, but not at eight o'clock. Right. I want my surgeries at nine o'clock. Eight o'clock is not a good patient time for me. I'm still, I'm still kind of getting into my day. Nine o'clock is my good time. You know, so, so we schedule, you know, my more complicated or things that I need more, my mentally sharpness for nine o'clock. And then we schedule our fillings for like two o'clock, which are the least, least, least preferred appointments in our practice. So that's when we put fillings in. You know, so, uh, you know, so, okay. so things like that. that yeah. That's so what block harder. scheduling is about. Okay. You got to design your ideal day and go from there. So, you know, so you have any questions for yeah. me? Well, when are we going to Thailand? <laughs> oh, I, listen, I just went back. I went in December and I'm, I'm ready to go again. I'll go anytime. It was just surprisingly a little hot for me in December. Yeah. It was like 95 yeah. degrees in Bangkok. Have you tried Chiang Mai? Yeah, I loved it. If uh, I go back, I want to go back to Chiang Mai. Oh, Chiang- that's right. I saw the elephant video. Yeah, Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai only. That's where I want to go. Yep. I, I don't, I don't care there. for the beaches and all of that stuff anyway. And Bangkok in and out. I could do Bangkok for a couple right. of days basically to get, my, it, to get yeah. my clothes essentially. So. It's too hectic. I like the hecticness yeah. a little bit. But Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai, the food was phenomenal up there. Man, did it was awesome. Did you eat street food? I, I did. I did not eat any animals though. <laughs> you didn't try any insects? No, I didn't. No, I, I saw them. No. But I just couldn't do it. I could. That's I was, not the problem easy. is, I, if it was my last day out, I would consider. No, so not my last yeah. day out because I don't want. I don't want. Di- I don't yeah. want. I don't want stomach problems on a plane. Okay. So if it, you know, if I were there and I could get over my stomach issues, if I tried that stuff, maybe. But yeah, oh. no, no, I, I don't really. Those care. are not. I eat enough insects without knowing it, to be quite honest with you. That is true. I do not even want to touch those bugs. They look disgusting to me. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Well, any other questions for me? Anything, you know, I can uh, uh, give you advice on or anything? Um, well, you, you gave me a lot of good tips, actually. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on the show. It's oh. such an honor. So you, um, there's a couple things you owe me, okay? You, you, <laughs> you owe us some pictures of your office. Some of the, you okay. know, send us, uh, let's send us the pictures of like where you have the things that patients pick up, you know, like, okay. the, uh, you know, like the headsets and your good, your uh, care package. Yeah. Send okay. us some of those things. Send us some of the things that make your practice unique so we can put in the show notes uh, so people can get an idea of that. And uh, how can people get in touch with you, Dee? Um, Dr. D, D-R-D-E-E at dfordentist.com, D-E-E-F-O-R dentist.com. And they can find you on Facebook as well. You're pretty they active. They can find me on Facebook. Yep. D for Dentist. Yeah. That's absolutely. awesome. Thank you so much, D. You've been a Thank lot of you. fun. And uh, good luck to you. And I'll see you in Vegas uh, uh, in yeah, September. I'll see you. September? Yeah. And for, for Dent Splice Around the World. So I look forward to yeah. it. You're, you're going to be on stage, so, you know. Right, we'll figure it out, I'm sure. <laughs> you won't see little old me in the back there. You're, you're big ballroom. The, but uh, I will say hi. I yeah, will definitely absolutely. say hi. Thank you, Dee Dee. Have a great day. Thank you. Enjoy your vacation. Take you care. Too. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.